Welcome to episode 25 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Amber. And I'm Danny. And being our special 25th episode celebration, we decided that we would do a video, our first ever video podcast, uh, because the topic that we're talking about would lend itself well to us showing you pictures of it. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, just know that you can go over to YouTube and you can find this episode there. Uh, but if you want to follow along with the uh, the pictures that we're going to show, that'd be awesome. If not, you can just listen to it and uh, enjoy it. So what are we talking about, girls? Gadgets. Uh, gadgets. Gadgets. Geeky. The, the geeky games and gadgets we grew up with. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm choking on uh, my Chipotle. <laughs> 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 that's, that's the problem with being live on the camera joking on my chipotle but yeah that's a lot of g's and and this is something that that we wanted to do um and and as we were thinking about it we thought it was kind of hard to describe some of the things that we're talking about some things you may know immediately by by the the name but we figured if we can show uh pictures of them that'd be even better so uh before we start off with that any news going on this week yeah what you got amber uh last week i mentioned uh disney's dreamlight valley and it finally came out for early access so i went ahead and picked that up and so far it is amazing i love it so much so far um it's a little buggy here and there but that's to be expected from a a pre-release um but it's it's amazing. It's like everything you want from like Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley and even kind of has a little bit of My Sims energy in there. Um, but it's it's just with Disney characters. And so far, you know, your first three characters that you can choose to unlock, the ones that aren't already living in your little area are um wally moana and remy from ratatouille and why why need a disney princess when you can get a rat and a robot you know (laughs) (laughs) i was just thinking that 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 was pretty good lineup but then uh now that you said that it's absent of all princesses i guess yeah that's a odd choice but yeah i mean i i think what frozen is going to be the next one that i can unlock so They've got their fair share of characters in there. They're going to make sure they get it all right first until they bring out the, the, the big heavy hitters. Make sure they get all the bugs out and then they can monetize the crap out of it, probably. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, I wanted to check that out. You, you told me that it, it launched and I went to Steam and I saw it. It was on my wish list. So somehow Steam didn't tell me that it was uh, available. It looked like it just dropped a couple days ago. But pretty cool. How about you, Dan? Anything special going on? Uh, not much, but a little self-promo. Dad and I fixed up an uh, old PS2 to something a little u- more useful, and we found a little surprise inside, so you'll have to go see what that is. Yeah, go to YouTube. <laughs> Check out uh, our video on uh, fixing up a, a PlayStation 2. I think you'll you'll see immediately by the thumbnail what she's talking about, the special surprises <laughs> we found inside. Yep, that was a lot of fun. That was a little weekend project we did last weekend. I uh, went to 
the uh, the local arcade that we have was having a sidewalk sale and they were mostly selling a bunch of videotapes because the arcade exists in a videotape store and so they're just getting rid of a bunch of stuff uh, a lot of anime a lot of old school cartoons uh, but they had a couple like games there so we we picked up this what i'm expecting was a broken ps2 and we made something cool out of it i yeah, watched the fun. video and it was really neat cool yeah so that was fun um i'm reading a new book i finished off the other book so i'm reading now uh the memoir of sid Meier. you guys know who sid Meier is yeah the civilizations guy yeah mm-hmm. famous famous for civilization it's a fascinating but it's it's all written by him it's his memoir and uh the, the way he communicates is is pretty cool i think i think he and i are, are uh brothers from another mother's <laughs> a lot of the <laughs> a lot of his mindset on uh on stuff is, is the same as mine but it's really cool how he uh started getting into the the, the game business making games and how his name became uh, part of the selling point of it. But yeah, it's a really cool story. Uh, other than that, anything else? Cool. So let's get on with the show then. So we're going to do this uh, like Christmas morning style. We start with the youngest <laughs> and then we uh, have them talk about something and we'll go go kind of round robin like that. Sound good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so can you see my screen here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let me go to where I can change it. So first up, Danny, what are we looking at here? It's an eye dog. An eye dog. What does an eye dog do? Um, um, I don't really remember. All I knew is like <laughs> its ears waved, its tail waved, and I don't know. You can like control them on your phone or something. That was before uh, phones. Well, before iPhones, right? Yeah, probably in the in the iPod days, right? It was an iDoggy or something like that, iDog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it had a, a headphone jack in it that you'd plug in, and I think the lights on the front of it would sync up to the beat of the yeah. music. Mm-hmm. It wasn't super, uh, <laughs> super high-tech, but it was cool. It made for a little nice uh, light show on its face, and they had a bunch of those different like frogs and all kinds of different animals mostly uh mostly junk though but it was it was fun mm-hmm. uh, so so these uh thank you for for kicking that off danny these things that we're showing you i i told the girls to think of things that they grew up with that were kind of geeky in nature and it could be games or toys or or gadgets um so that's that's what we're going with so next up is Amber and oops, there we go. I'm learning the interface as we go here. What do we got here? Uh, here we have a juice box and uh, you could do all kinds of things on, on this little guy. Um, I had some TV shows loaded up on there some music um i watched a lot of codename kids next door on there oh yeah I remember um, that. yeah it was a good one um and i think you could also play games on it i like simple ones maybe i don't remember 
Um, I think I mostly used it for watching and listening. Um, but yeah, it was nice. I had the blue one, of course. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very low res. Uh, this here is uh, you know, like a little memory card, and you you would buy different ones to uh, to plug into it, and maybe you know, like you said, Kid Next Door or some other TV show or music videos. And uh, they had a pretty good run. They made a pretty good amount of those things. And then they all ended up on, on clearance, which is probably when we bought it. We probably <laughs> bought it on clearance and then got all the all the little cartridges for it pretty cheap. But yeah, it was kind of neat. It didn't have... Uh, there, there was some hacky ways to get more stuff on there, like to get your own stuff on there. Uh, but not as much as did you guys ever have the I forget what it's called like the it was it was the same thing but it had like little small uh, CDs I forget what that uh, one was called I don't think video, so video video one or video CD or something like that um, I remember those you could actually burn your own mini CDs it had if you used the CDs that were like the size of the game cubes you could burn your own stuff on them. But Juicebox was uh, a little bit, a little bit cheaper, a little bit lower tech, but uh, a lot of fun. And so I, yeah. I remember you using that on road trips and stuff, mm -hmm. right? Keep you occupied while we we're driving down to Florida or something. Even just like in my room, just randomly, like <laughs> it was a good little, good little gadget. And every time you turned it on, it would go Juicebox. Had a little Juicebox stinger to it. I don't remember that at all. You, you didn't have one. I think in our in our uh, storage, I've got one like sealed in, uh, in oh. the package. Still found one years later after they clearance it even cheaper than the clearance ones that we bought. <laughs> so I've got one mint and package just waiting for that eBay cash, <laughs> waiting for it to become like a, a million dollar thing. When when people your age are the millionaires, then you're going to be like, oh, I want one of those. And, and sure. Like, I got one. Mm -hmm. It's a little dusty, but I got one. All right. Next up. So look at this thing. Now, pay no attention to the fact that it's in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the best picture I could find of my first digital watch, which may seem very mundane to most people. But I was, in this case, the first person in my family to have a digital watch. Everybody else had regular watches, of course. I remember buying it at, it must have been like Montgomery Ward or, or one of those type department stores, like a Sears or something. And uh, I bought it with my own money at the jewelry counter. You know how the jewelry <laughs> counters have like the little spinny things with, with watches in yeah. them or the jewelry cases of watches. So I, I picked it out. I think it was 1999, which as probably a 10-year-old, 12-year-old kid, that was a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But I got it, and I was the first one in the family to have this this device. And I, I come from a family of my my father and my grandfather uh, is where I kind of got the like the the gadget gene from. My grandfather had to have like the first of everything, so it was kind of a, a a good bragging right in my family to be the first to have this. Now this is what they call a five function watch, and if you see in the in the uh, on the label there, that's mostly russian there is a five there i'm guessing that's what that stands for is a five function watch that's what they listed it as do you know what the five functions are tell time 
yep. eight. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, like a you stopwatch. Got, you got all five of them right there. <laughs> so on this screen, it would show hours and minutes. On If you push the button, it would show the date. So a two-digit uh, month and a two-digit day. And if you push it again, it would show the, the seconds counting up from zero to 60. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That's all it did. But you said stopwatch. You know, most modern, you know, watches have stopwatch function. To me, that was a stopwatch. You click it two times, you get to that second screen, and then you'd be like, okay, I'm going to time you. <laughs> wait. But then I'd have to say, wait, 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 wait until it goes to double zero. Okay, start now. And then I could I could time somebody because there's no way to start, stop, reset like a like a normal stopwatch. But yeah, that was uh, that was the beginnings of my like had to have the first gadget type mentality. So that's that's why that's on the list. Nice. All right, and uh, watches just before this weren't even LCD; they were um, like the the red backlight um seven digit displays those were kind of crazy so let's go to the next one here danny this one's yours what are we looking at good old ipod 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 touch right yep what do you like about the ipod touch you even got an old school picture of it yeah I could play games on it. I liked Temple Run. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's also like Icy Slushy Maker, all those like food making games. Oh, oh, yeah. What was the one where the ice cream dropped from the sky and you had to catch oh, them in the colors? Scoops. Scoops. Scoops, yeah. And I also had like a burger version. Yeah. Of it. Oh, that burger one was great. Yeah. Um, I like that. Could you take, you couldn't take pictures of, on this, could you? Not with the first ones. I think once you get to the iPad. Pod Touch Four, I think, is when you can take pictures. Mm. Yeah, when they first came out, um, everybody was like, "What in the heck is somebody going to do with an iPhone that isn't a phone?" <laughs> right? Because it came out shortly after the iPhone, and everybody's like, "What?" You know, all the critics, all the critics are saying, "What? What good is an iPhone without the phone functionality?" And little did they know, hey, put one of these in the kid's hand and throw a bunch of games on it and you don't have to worry about them for a couple of days. I call it yeah. digital, digital crack. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then of course, uh, shortly after that, the iPad iPads became uh, a thing. And then the same people came out and said, what, what the heck is someone going to do with a <laughs> large version of an iPhone that doesn't have phone capabilities? And here we are years later with, uh, everybody's got an iPad. I was an iPad kid. Is that, Very, is that a thing? Very much. I'm yes, still an iPad thing. kid. So that's I still a sit in my bed with an iPad. So they've, in my day, they called kids latchkey kids. Have you heard that term? No. It just means the, the parents were off somewhere else and the kid was in the house, hopefully still alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Amber's up next. With this guy. Yeah. This is a Disney MP3 player. 
Um, I don't know what specifically it's called, but it's got Mickey Mouse's face on it, and it's an MP3 player. <laughs> it was Mick something, wasn't it? I don't know. I yeah. just Googled Disney MP3. <laughs> but well, I had a lot of music on this. A lot of it was like Disney music, but also had like just like other stuff like Avril Lavigne. And I was big into Avril Lavigne as a kid. So had some of that, had some Hannah Montana and high school musical probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just good stuff. Just plug in headphones and you're good to go. Yeah, so this uh, this cap right here, if you pulled it off, it was actually a USB yeah. uh, connector. You just plug it into your computer, and I think there was a, a small chip on the side here that you could take out. But most of the times, you just plug it into the computer like a thumb drive and load a couple songs on it. And, of course, you didn't know what you were playing, no screen on it to tell you what you are playing, but <laughs> you got your forward and back and play and stop, and looks like... Uh, you can even shuffle or repeat yeah. with his with his ears. I was I thought I had one of those in the uh, in the the junk drawer, but instead I found this. That was Danny's. Yeah, I was about to say I think I had like a pinker colored one. I had I remember I had High School Musical Bop to the Top or whatever that song <laughs> was called, and I would listen to that on repeat. Wasn't there like a doll with it or something? I thought you had an MP3 player that like turned into a doll. <laughs> Might be. I don't know. Yeah, like it, maybe it stood in something. Maybe it had like a stand that it stood in and it had some wings or something. Yeah, I don't know. Right now it's a little sticky and it's got some hair on it. So it's going to go back in the junk drawer when I'm done with this. Ew. <laughs> we'll leave it in there for the for the... <laughs> archaeologists of of later years to find me like what the heck is this <laughs> sticky and hairy things that they used to play with <laughs> yep nothing wrong with having some good old tunes to go with you i think i think it charged off the usb too it was pretty nice little probably for, yeah probably got it on clearance <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys know what this is uh, cars racing cars. toy so they call it slot cars, slot car racing. Oh, okay. So you got got the plungers. Each person has a plunger, and each person has a car, and you put the cars in the track, and the track has a little groove in it, and then two pieces of metal. And the groove on, on the nose of the car, like in between the two front wheels, is a, a little stud, little stud, like a plastic piece that sits in that track and that groove. And you push down your plunger, and the the farther you push it down the faster it goes and uh if you go too fast and it wipes out of control you can see it's got the uh guardrails here to try to keep because the back side of the things would spin out and uh you wouldn't want it to spin off the track or else you'd lose the race so you gotta kind of constantly change the speed of it and stuff now why i'm showing this i i had one growing up didn't have anybody to play with it, but <laughs> I had both plungers in my hands. But why I'm showing it is this is the uh, the toy, if you will, that brought me into the desire to learn electronics. Aww. So um, this one here doesn't show it, but but plugged into it at some point was a big box that held like four D cell batteries. 
D cells are the, the big ones you'd put in an old school flashlight. And you put these four D cell batteries in it and it would plug into the track here. And that's what's powering it, just so that'd be six volts of DC. And as you're adjusting your plunger, you're putting more or less voltage to it. And the more voltage you put put to it, and underneath here, underneath here is little brushes, little metal brushes on each side, and that's what's touching, um, touching the metal. So as the brushes receive the voltage from the met from the metal strips, then it would tell the wheels to go faster or slower. Okay, so. I thought that was pretty cool, except if I had the guardrails in the right place, I could squeeze the thing all the way down and it would still stay on the track. I thought we need to make this thing go faster. <laughs> so, so I go get some more D cells and I see that they're sitting kind of head to toe, head to toe, you know, like positive to negative, positive, to negative. And, and later in life, I knew that it's called series. That's a series circuit, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, if I put some more like this, then maybe it'll go faster. So I didn't have soldering irons and electrical tape, but I did have some <laughs> wires, which I'll talk about later. <laughs> I had some wires and I had clear scotch tape, which is not something to use on electronics. But <laughs> So I took the other four batteries, put them in the same series circuit as the ones that were in the little plastic case. And now I have 12 volts going to what wants to have six volts max to it, right? So I put the cars on. I push the plungers down and I notice that they are going faster. And when I push them all the way down, not only do they go faster, but they start smelling really weird too. <laughs> so you put more voltage on that track than what the brushes want. And the brushes actually start melting. <laughs> Yikes. Nice. But, but for a short period of time, I did learn that 12 volts makes a motor go faster than six volts. <laughs> and even if I didn't know that that's what the equation that I was, uh, I was inducing, um, that that was enough for me to, to say, Hey, I want, I want to do more of this electronics stuff. So that's what led later in life to my career. Nice. Wow. All right. Who's next? Danny again. Mm -hmm. Oh, what do we got here? A PSP, PlayStation Portable. PlayStation Portable. Yo, you stole mine. <laughs> Wait, did you have this too? Yeah. Here. You can both. <laughs> you can both talk about it. Okay, but you Danny, have the better picture. Danny, you start. Um. So this was like it's called a uh, PlayStation, but portable, and you could play games, watch movies. You would like buy the little discs and then you'd put them in the PSP. And I remember watching movies and TV. Oh, I watched Sandlot. That's I watched Sandlot for the first time on this. I think that was like rated PG and, and your mother and I were concerned about you watching it. Or was it PG-13? I think it was, it was PG-13. I think it was PG-13. They had some like humor and stuff. <laughs> Dark humor. Yeah. Or gross humor. Adult yeah. themes. <laughs> <laughs> we had a purple one. That stickers. I on had it. a purple one. We had probably a half dozen of them. <laughs> <laughs> I had the first you had one. A purple one. Yeah, I had the Hannah Montana one. And it came with stickers. So I put some stickers on it. I've always been one to not like 
branding on things. So I only put the more neutral stickers, just like the flowers and guitar and stuff and nothing that actually said Hannah Montana. Mm. Um, but it did come with a Hannah Montana game and that game was so much fun. You would like pick her outfits and set up the stage and, and it was kind of like a really easy guitar hero. Cause you would just have to like, mm-hmm press circle when the circle button showed up and you would like pick her dance moves and stuff. Uh, it was so cool. And besides that, I would, I played a lot of other games like this really got me into gaming, I think. And, um, you know, you could watch movies, you could listen to music. I probably had the same songs on this that I had on, you know, all my other music players, but, um, I liked this, that you could see the, the like bars going up and down um with the sound it was it was a blast and i i played that a lot it was a a fantastic uh device for its time because this this kind of coincided with the uh, nintendo portables um the gba uh the gba advance uh, getting into probably the the ds at that point but the screen on this one was just 10 times better than the yeah. DS screen. But Nintendo kind of wiped their butts with, uh, you know, market share as far as that goes. Uh, it's just kind of hard to beat Nintendo's hold on, on the portable market at that time. Because Sony but made now... great, great devices after the PSP. They made the PSP Go and then the PS Vita. But... I mean, the switch kind of looks like this, so who really won? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> but yeah, this is a great uh, disc base. Like you said, they used yeah. U- UMDs was the name of the disc that you would use. I've got uh, a crap ton of UMDs because after they stopped selling these things, those things started getting cheaper and cheaper. And uh, like I said, I probably have a couple of these left. We got the fat ones, got the skinny ones. Um, and yes, I still have your purple one, right? Nice. Yeah. We wouldn't get rid of that. No, I don't. Get I think rid I of still have all the discs. Also, <laughs> isn't that little like baggy? Yeah, we had a special bag for a all of our monkey blue bag. It was Lowell's pet shop. <laughs> it oh. was like a pencil case, but yeah. This was also the age of the, the generation where I started getting into console modding. And I was ordering a bunch of stuff from China, some sketchy, <laughs> sketchy stuff from China. And they had like a TV kit. I don't know if you even remember that, but they had a TV kit that you could plug this thing into and have it play up on the TV. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty neat device. Glad you guys enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. All right. So my version of that <laughs> looked a little bit like this. So this guy right here is Epoch Man. And Epoch Man was a horrible rendition of Pac-Man, right? Epoch was actually the name of the company. And it was a play on words for Pac-Man. And this game played like Pac-Man, except you can see it's segmented LCD. So your guy would go through the maze here and there'd be pellets and there'd be bad guys. And you can see the maze is not near as big as as, uh, like a Pac-Man maze. Of course, they had they had portable Pac-Man machines and they had, you know, that kind of stuff. But this this was the version that I got, and it was probably a Radio Shack uh, deal 
probably bought it at Radio Shack, which is where you get all your electronic games and devices back then. But this actually had, so you got the up, down, left, right to go through there. I played, I got it for Christmas, and uh, we've got family videos. I don't know if you've ever seen them of me playing this on Christmas morning. And my mom's yelling at me because I didn't put it down like the whole day. <laughs> I think the, the video is, is goes all the way to Christmas night and and it, I'm still on the couch playing it. Well, I'd, I'd figured out in that day the pattern so I could play this thing forever and just play the same pattern. Every level was exactly the same because you can see the levels printed on the freaking glass, <laughs> right? So, so it didn't take long to figure out. But this thing also had, I don't know if you can read this, but it had stopwatch and mm-hmm. an alarm clock built into it you can see it's got the the days of the week over here so it's actually showing you right now it's 12 o'clock on tuesday <laughs> so you can set <laughs> yeah. an alarm you can use that as a clock um i got a lot of a lot of fun out of that one and then this one over here this behemoth of a machine this is what my cousin had and we took a, a road trip once to new orleans to go to the world's fair and we're sitting in the back of his i think minivan or something like that and we've got this thing for this several hour drive from from their house to to the world's fair and uh this thing took all kinds of i think it was c cells maybe six or eight c cells which are a little bit smaller than d cells but it would just chew through them because you know it's not lcd it's again this backlit um segment display and uh not near as much fun as uh you know not true to arcade as the defender game you guys have played defender at the local arcade here right it's the one with all the crazy probably mm-hmm. you get the up down joystick but then you got like the 17 buttons to the right for thrust and <laughs> reverse and bomb and all that stuff so you can see it's got all these all these buttons to do that and we played that thing and i don't know if we must have had a couple dozen batteries in the back there to to cycle through to make it on this long wow. trip. it would just it would just eat these batteries up but it was uh, that was about as much fun as you can get out of a handheld device back then. Far cry from what you guys had growing <laughs> up. All right, coming up next. Oh, nice! Light bright. Everybody had a light bright growing up. What did you like about the light bright, Danny? Um. Well, I I kind of forgot about this until I was looking some up today. And it it's kind of like the start of like my pixel art love. Like I didn't realize how early on I was practicing my pixel art with some little plastic pieces that would light up. <laughs> and I know I, I really like this. I could just be really creative and make a bunch of things and then I can turn it on and see what it looks like. And I thought that was really cool. Yep. We had one growing up, which this this is showing a mini one. We had like the full size one growing up. I don't I don't remember you guys probably had a battery powered one. The one I had had to plug into the wall because batteries just weren't good back then. And you had a full like real legit light bulb behind there. That's why you needed to plug it into the wall. And you would take the black part off and put a piece of notebook paper in there. I don't know if you guys ever did that. And then put the black part back on. And as you start feeding the the pegs in there and making your your design, and it's all pretty, you could take that piece of paper out and the design would be there. Now, the only mm-hmm. problem is <laughs> the design is all one color, right? 
it's whole colored. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a punctured piece of paper colored. So you'd end up with you're like, oh, cool, I just made Scooby-Doo. And then you take the thing off and, <laughs> and you look at your piece of paper and it's just a bunch of holes. It didn't look like anything, but I guess I guess if if the girls uh, in this picture did it, then it would look like a like a a creepy heart when they pulled it out. But <laughs> I think we had paper that you would put over like a, top, like a stencil. And I think, yeah, and then it would have like a little R for red, a little O for orange. Um, mm -hmm. I think we actually did have a Scooby Doo set of those papers. We did. We yeah. did. The only problem was like once you punched a hole through it, yeah, you couldn't you like don't know see what the color, color it is. Right. So you'd have to remember. If only you could scan those in and then made photocopies or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lightbright's been around forever. Yeah. They're, they're always going to be good. I, I think they they made you had the flat screen. They called it the flat screen, right? I thought we had like a like a four sided one. Yeah, there's a picture of like a four sided like white with blue screen. Like it was like four sides to it. Mm. So I remember once once they started getting like LEDs instead of incandescent bulbs, they could make them much much less deep, much skinnier. Mm. So I think one of the ones that you did have. I remember the four sided one. Now that you say that. But I think one of the ones you did have was called the light bright flat screen because oh, okay. it, it looked like a flat screen TV in, the, in that <laughs> sense. A lot lighter, less batteries. All right. What's next? Oh, yeah. Oh. So, what the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> we have this, this exact one. I know. I think it might be the only one. Um, but this was a littlest pet shop planner i guess um it was kind of like a tamagotchi where the little dog was like my pet and i would have to like take care of it and stuff um which was really fun um but also you can see like in the in the the sides there of the screen you had like a calculator and the phone was a place where you could put um, yeah, phone ones. numbers for all your friends and and there was like a calendar i guess that you could put like important days on um but then on the left side you had like a i don't know you could give gifts or receive gifts from the pet and then you could like play with the pet um it was a lot of fun and i don't know it was just so cool that like I could like have my little pet, but then have all my friends' phone numbers and stuff right in there too. Pretty cool. Yeah. Even with a stylus, this thing plugged yeah. right in up here. It looks like. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It went right in the top. Cool. Little yeah. pet shop. Good stuff. I mean, the toys were really good too, but I don't know. We said gadget, and this was a gadget. So definitely a gadget. All right. Whoa, what the heck? Look at this thing. <laughs> so we had growing up a lot of electronic project kits or electronic experiment kits, and they were fifty in one, one hundred and one, three hundred and one. They just got kept getting bigger and bigger. And again, this would be something that you'd find in in your Radio Shack catalog. Like the Radio Shack catalog for me at Christmas time was, I just sit there and circle stuff all day long, give it to my parents, and you know they they go find something on clearance just like I did for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but you would take, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these, but all these circles here that you're seeing, 
are springs. Springs about an inch tall. And then over here is all your your pre-cut pieces of wire. And you would bend the spring over, put the wire in it, and let the spring go back up, and it would pinch that wire in place. So you, you would have inside the box here, you'd have a, a book that would say, okay, we're going to make a motion detector or something. And it would show you where you wire this guy to this guy, this guy to this guy. So you got a bunch of resistors, a bunch of capacitors. You got some little ICs and transistors, meters, relays. So you got inputs and outputs. And between all this stuff, you would make something semi-useful, right? And it would show in there also a schematic of what you were doing, you know, complete with like how many ohms your resistors are and stuff. But that didn't make any sense. I just, I just wanted to get the wires, connect up the wires. And then same thing, you got some batteries here. And like one of the first things you make is like a buzzer so that you have some kind of like, here's your, this is your little Morse code key thing, which is basically just an open, an open switch. So you would wire this open switch in with some resistors and the power and then the speaker and it would go meet 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 every time you push the button. <laughs> so then you start thinking, well, okay, if two batteries makes it make that noise, <laughs> let's see what eight batteries make. And it oh makes, my gosh. It makes your mom come in and say, What the hell are you doing? Because <laughs> it gets louder and louder, of course. But yeah, so I don't know if this was the exact one I had because, like I said, they made a bazillion of them and, and they kept getting better and better. Um, they started having like real, like seven segment disp displays, like I've been talking about on there that you could program up and stuff. And uh, just a lot of fun. Again, really uh, kind of reinforcing my love of electronics over, over the years. All right, Danny, what do you got here? A leapfrog. Another leapfrog. little... Was this the kind that you had? I don't know. I couldn't remember which... I remember the had... little books. Yeah, we had like the book one. It right. was like a console, right? But I do remember the plug-in. Like, you would plug them in. I don't know. I don't remember yeah. this one that much, but I do remember it. Leapfrog made a lot of different... Um, devices and each time they did the little cartridges from the last one didn't work in the next one <laughs> <laughs> and they were all licensed cartridges like Winnie the Pooh or you know uh, Thomas the Tank Engine or something so they were they were doing that on purpose they were making their money you know make make the make the actual console for cheap and then sell all the damn cartridges to the stupid parents didn't yeah, we, we have a, a console one that plugged into the TV? That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. I remember the frog, and he was, like, wearing, like, a fishing outfit. Yeah, I remember I remember some kind of thing that plugged into the TV. Mm -hmm. but I mostly remember the book-style ones. Yeah, you know, yeah, we had, had a lot of the book had ones. Screens on them. You had that storybook reader, too. Remember the storybook yeah. reader? That one definitely had some Winnie the Pooh stories in it. That was a big selling point. Yeah. I had to have the poo. Very cool. All right. <laughs> what do we got here? Um, this was the PlayStation 2 uh, camera thing that came with a game. And the game had, you know, lots of mini games, probably. But the only one that I remember 
was the wishy-washy washing the windows one you know we would get up there and we'd have to like move our hands around to clear off all the all the soap from the window and (laughs) it would like time us and that's the only thing that I remember playing on this. And I remember we would play it, the whole family, just for like hours, just taking turns washing the windows. See who got the bigger percentage. Yeah. It, would, it would track your percentage of how much of the window. Mm-hmm. It would keep on like getting yeah. wetter and wetter as you went along, I think. But yeah, that was the iToy. They made the iToy, which is, I think, the first camera for the PlayStation. And then they made... They made a lot more games than what I thought because I looked it up today. I remember the iPlay, which I think came with it, and then the iPlay 2 and iPlay 3. I think we had iPlay and iPlay 2, but they had they had a bunch of different games for it. Um, very rudimentary camera, but it worked pretty well. It was motion-sensing camera that would track your movements. and Pretty neat. Not near as cool as the, uh, the Kinect, but for its time, it was... Uh, it was pretty darn cool. Yeah, years before the Connect, right? Yeah. Yep. I guess uh, they were onto something there because they've made a they've made a camera for each system since the PlayStation Three and PlayStation Four and Five all have cameras. One of them had the the little handles with the ball, right? Mm-hmm. Oh was yeah. PS Four. That was the PS Three, yeah. but it also oh, worked okay. on the PS Four. Yep. And those would. Those balls would would help it track a little bit more yeah. accurate than just the camera itself. We had a Harry Potter game. I remember yeah. you would use that as the wand. <laughs> <laughs> yep, very neat. All right, have I ever told you about the big track? I don't think so. This was the coolest damn thing that I ever had, and where it is now, I have no clue. Yeah. Some someone sold it. <laughs> it wasn't it's on me. eBay. <laughs> Some someone sold it at a garage sale. <laughs> but this thing right here, so the big track itself was this truck. And then optionally you could buy this dump attachment to it. But on the top of it right here that you can see in color was this keypad. And you would take this thing and you would actually program it, you know, forward twenty. And it wasn't a measurement of feet or something, it was just some some integer <laughs> right you know 90 forward 40 and then and then the in and out would control this dump thing here so you could have it actually dump up and then come back down and you would you would program all this in beep 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 put it on your floor and hit go and it would just start trucking and it would go through your house so i would program it all up in my room and see if I could approximate, you know, how long the hallway was and <laughs> at what angle it had to turn to make it into the living room. And the look look at a, a commercial for it someday. See if there's a big track commercial on YouTube. Because I think they even show, like, the kid bringing a, a can of Coke to his uh, grandpa or something, you know. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was a beer. It was the 70s slash 80s. So maybe he was bringing a beer to him or something. But, yeah, it would... It would uh, it would go, and if you had your calculations wrong, then it would start bumping into <laughs> stuff, and you'd have to grab it, and you'd have to reprogram it again and try it again. But it was a fantastic piece of technology for, for a toy, which is why it's probably on the, the wish list of every geek like me that had one growing up. So they'd probably sell for big money on, on eBay. 
but yeah, probably probably my favorite uh, toy like that growing up. It's kind of like the Lego robots, but yeah. like programmed right on right mm-hmm. on there and not like on the computer. Yep. Those very Lego uh, ones are really nice. Very early for its day. And this thing right here, I don't know if you it's for a soda can. <laughs> I think that it would <laughs> just go through and there would be a hole there. And I'd put my mm-hmm. uh like Star Wars figures in there. <laughs> nice. And it would act like they're driving. That's yep. fun. All right. Who's is this? <laughs> That's mine. Okay. Uh, I really don't know how to describe this to anyone. Um, but I remember having a lot of fun. Another thing that plugged into the PlayStation. Um, monkeys. And I think there was like trivia involved. Yeah. Um, that was a separate game, yep. Oh, okay. But it was kind of like Mario Party, but with these monkeys and with these like little button attachments and, and we would all play and I don't know. I remember I it was like my favorite thing and I remember winning a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Maybe that was my why it was my favorite thing, but I remember winning. <laughs> That's because if you didn't, you know, there was a bad time <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Mom and I didn't let you win every now and then. I didn't even know the name of it. Buzz Junior Jungle Party. This this was called the Buzz Controller. And the Buzz Controller was four inputs that went to a single USB. And the PlayStation 2 had a USB. It wasn't the main controller, but it had a USB uh, input for it. And so they had several different. They had a Buzz Robot. They had the Buzz Jungle Party. They had the Buzz Trivia. Uh, which was full on that game show, like hit the button to answer the question yeah. type thing. Um, but yeah, it was definitely very much like Mario Party and probably in direct competition with Mario Party. But it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot a good, this this may, must not be too accurate because I don't think you could have four people that close to each other. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I think that, we were sitting on I the think, floor and couches. I think the leads there. on that were a little bit farther for, for each of the players. But yep, a lot of fun. What's next? All right. Oh, Here's nice. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this one. <laughs> All right. These are hex bugs, hex bug nanos. And this one is more of like um like a memory, like sentimental memory, because um that there was this there was this tech shop that radio shack <laughs> it's called radio shack <laughs> the one that he no. mentioned so many times like the one that was near the panera next to panera yes. yep. <laughs> okay well it's now a vape shop <laughs> <laughs> well there's a there's radio somebody's... shack and you know i'd be out running errands with dad he's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna stop in this store real quick don't worry <laughs> don't worry <laughs> so i go in there follow him around for a bit he's like okay i'm almost done i promise i'm like okay and then and then he'd be like okay i'll get you something since you you're you're being a good sport I'm like fine and they had this little tub like near the cashier area they had i think they had their own little section too but and it was just a tub of these multicolored little bugs. And I would get one like every time we would go. And they were just these little bugs. They had a little switch on the end. And they would like 
you turn it on and they would like vibrate so that they would like move forward and they didn't really have a direction they just keep going until they hit something and i think they also made like tracks and like other accessories for them i mean habitat form yeah yeah like a squirrel like or like a gerbil habitat almost they even had like spiders and bigger ones too yeah so i'd have fun with that and then i'd try to like use it on the carpet and they would just get like stuck (laughs) in like carpet and hair and be like oh never mind but yeah i like those a lot and they actually remind me i didn't put this in the little slides but something like kind of similar that we had was zuzu pets we were big on zuzu pets little hamsters i like those a lot they had kind of the same thing you turn them on and they would had a little mind of its own they would run and have a little obstacle course i like that so yeah the ones at at uh radio shack they're always in clearance yeah for you (laughs) i remember but like you, you said Radio Shack a couple times, and I was like, "Oh man, I forgot about Hexbug Nanos." So I'm glad that you you remembered them, Danny. <laughs> but I remember like you since they were on clearance, there'd be like like the Christmas ones in like February, and we yeah. had like <laughs> one like with a reindeer. I had a reindeer hat. <laughs> I had that green and neon one. I had that nice. One. And basically, inside this thing is just a motor, just a DC motor. That just spins and it just makes the whole thing vibrate. What would happen if you if they run out of battery or whatever? Could you open it to, up and change it, or is you'd it have just to imagine dead? that they were? <laughs> no, I think it did have like a little hearing aid battery. Mm. Any little uh, they call them button cells batteries. I think they had those in there because that was basically the the bulk of it was the battery. Mm. I guess that just a little tiny DC motor that just spins with they they would spin and it have like a flywheel on it that was off centered and that's what would make the thing vibrate. See, this is an educational show today. Learn about DC motors. I might have to go on Amazon and buy some new Hexbug Nanos. <laughs> Speaking of DC motors, so this was my Hexbug Nano growing up. <laughs> and they were called Stomper Four by Fours. Now, 4x4s were huge in the 70s. Like They were really starting to take off. And this thing right here, you'd put one AA battery in it. Had a little battery door underneath it. You put one AA battery in it, and it just had an on-off switch on it. And you switch that thing to on, and it would just start going. And the big selling point of these things is they would just go over everything. right? Think about, at the same time, we got all these Hot Wheel cars. And Hot Wheel cars are great on tracks, but not on carpet. Like you said, they'd get full of full of hair or something. So these things would they'd go over carpet, they'd roll over your foot, and and they're only a little bit bigger than a than a matchbox car, really. Only a little bit bigger than a hot wheel. Uh, but they would just roll over everything because they had the off wheel or the four by four wheel drive and they had the off road wheels. And it even came I don't know if you can tell what that is right there, but it's more tires that you could put on. So if this and it was I think it was like a foam rubber type substance. So it was a little bit pliable. You would peel that off and put a new one on if you wanted to. But I had just a butt ton of them, and I had them in a case that looked just like this. And look, they were six bucks at Kmart in this picture here. So they weren't cheap as your your you know seventy five cent Hot Wheels at the time, but um, it was electronic and it was cool. 
And same thing, right? 1.5 volts is all it takes to make these wheels turn. What do you think three volts does to it? <laughs> you starting to see a theme here? <laughs> you broke all your toys. <laughs> not not as Limit much testing. As, now these things, so like I said, it had a, a little DC motor in it, but then it had gears inside. And the gears are little tiny white plastic gears that make the wheels go. And if you take any kind of motorized thing like this that has a motor and gears and you have a dead battery and you push it on the carpet, you hear that that plastic clicking. I don't tolerate that because I had a friend that would do that and it would just shear all the, oh. all the gears. You know, all, all those plastic gears, they would just shear, shear apart and, uh, and then it wouldn't, wouldn't work anymore. So I never, I never have a low tolerance for anybody that pushes a a DC motor without it being fully powered. That's that's my little uh, gripe. Don't break your stoppers. All right, what else do we got here? Uh oh. Did you Who's put these this? in here? <laughs> I forgot about them right until we started recording. So we got Glowy was the company, right? Glowy Bear and Glowy Dog. Glowy Doggy. Glow doggy. Glow yeah, we just bear. call them glow doggy and glow bear. <laughs> well, I wonder where mine is. I can I can tell you that I now understand your generation's fascination with RGB lights. Because <laughs> you all went to bed <laughs> with RGB lights in your crib or whatever. <laughs> you know how many freaking batteries I put in these things for you guys? <laughs> Because well, one of you, good. one of you wouldn't go to bed without it glowing. <laughs> and then we'd have to like me. sneak into your Where bedroom. You, Danny? We'd have the to what? sneak into your bedroom an hour later and turn it off. <laughs> I remember I mostly slept with it off. Like I would have it on, but then like when I went to bed, I would turn it off. I think I did keep it on. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't put like a a turn off timer on the thing, but it was just a single button push to turn it on, single button push to turn it off, and a. In the back, you'd have to do surgery, right? You have to peel apart. <laughs> little, yeah. little Velcro, yeah. Velcro, the battery, battery jack. Out. And well, one of them, I think the bear, I think the bear's battery pack was so damaged because it's Is just that got what little wires. And I had to, I had to repair that thing so many times. I had to take it into work and solder it, and really, <laughs> so many times. And then the I battery door would break lost. off. I'd have to use black tape to keep the battery door on. <laughs> There was a lot of surgery going on with those uh, those glow bears and glow dogs. I remember it was mine was lost for years, and I don't know what happened to it. I I thought we like got rid of it or something, but then years later, you were like, "Here, look what I found!" And it was a glow bear. But bought another. Did you one. buy another one and like try to trick me that it was like the same one? That's very possible. Yours it. yours might have gotten beyond repairability. Ah, uh. it got it got lost, <laughs> just like your goldfish. Because I remember, <laughs> oh, your goldfish is visiting his family on the farm. I remember, I was so happy when we found it again. So I don't know. It was like years later. Was it cleaner when you when we found it? I, so. <laughs> I was like, hmm. <laughs> okay. There was when I was looking for these pictures. There was a dog that his hair looked like this bear and 
I don't think it started that way. I think it was just well loved, <laughs> and, the, and the the fur was all like just crazy like this. Like mm -hmm. it, wait, the yeah. bear wasn't supposed to look like that. No, the the bear was, but the dog. Yeah. You see the dog oh. was a little bit smoother. But I found a picture of a dog that that looked like this. So it must have been well loved. All that's right. good. I gotta find that. I think yeah. that's the that's the end of our list here. Mm. Well, that was fun going down memory lane, talking about our gadgets and our games and our toys and geeky mm -hmm. stuff. The Tamagotchi thing, uh, your littlest pet shop, that one I think was the only one I didn't recognize right away. It took it took your explaining before I remembered what it was. That was like the first thing that popped to mind after the, I guess after the PSP I spent the most time with, but yeah. Yep. I also had uh, this guy. I know I've showed it to you before. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. This thing I spent hours playing with, and I finally found it at a antique store. And I, mm -hmm. I bought it. And this one's in really good condition. It still works. Uh, it's got, like, tic-tac-toe, which is mildly amusing for about two minutes. And then it had almost like a, um, what was Simon? There were Simon, oh, okay. yeah. But it had, you know, it has nine different, nine different tones instead of four, so that was that was a little bit more uh, entertaining. But then it had a game on there. I forget what it's called. It's written on the back here, but I can't read it. Um, it had a game that when you push one button that's lit up, it makes two other ones flip flop. Oh, I hate those. And I got really good at that game. In fact, I I programmed that. Not too many, not too many years ago, uh, just to see if I could. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to make that game again. Another one that I thought of while we were recording, kind of similar to that thing, was the the one where you have all the shapes that you have to put. You like start the timer, and you have to put all the yellow shapes into all the holes that they match in. But if oh. you don't do it in time, it like pops up, and like all the shapes oh. fly out. I aggravation that. is that what it was called it was called something called, like that i think it's called aggravation yeah you turn the timer and it would as soon as the timer went off then they would all pop yeah up. yep we had that growing up that's an old game yeah that's when we probably got it like a garage sale or something probably well cool that was fun did you guys enjoy that yeah yeah we made it uh, yeah. 25 episodes that's a that's a Ooh. good milestone it's like half a year. Yeah, almost. Yeah. I'd, I mean, what we started in January. Yeah, I think we published in March is when oh. we first published. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. <laughs> it took a little while to get organized. <laughs> but yeah, 25 episodes in a row, never missing a, a target date on Tuesday. It's pretty good. I had a podcast years ago and, and sometimes it would be two months in between episodes. <laughs> I felt real bad about it, but it was just a lot of work, but I'm glad I have you guys help have a little mini celebration here and, and we'll, uh, we'll get this stitched together, edit it up and throw it up on YouTube so everybody can enjoy it. But, uh, we'll, we'll go through our normal routine here at the end. Make sure you check out that YouTube channel plugs make sure you check out familygeekery.com if you have any other questions 
write them at podcast at uh what is it called familygeekery.com <laughs> podcast at familygeekery.com write us and send us a picture of your favorite games or gadgets or or toys that you grew up with and uh share with us what you had but other than that thank you so much for listening and peace, peace out, out. And geek out. I hope this was recording. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Family Geekery podcast. For more information, visit www.familygeekery.com. Don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider. And until next time, peace out and geek out.